Hi, this is April Richardson, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, our old friend, comedian Jackie Cation. The aforementioned Jimmy Pardo beat me by three months. He's been doing it three months longer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, some people care, and some people don't. I mean, that's the whole thing about podcasting, right? I mean, you find the people who like the show, and then then it's for them, really. That interview with Jackie is coming up. Always good to hear from Jackie. She's uh, in that stable of folks we could have on uh, just again and again. Uh, If you can't tell by my voice, I'm poorly, as the British say. Uh, so we're going to uh, forego a new bit this week and uh, reach into the archives for some general merriment. Then get on to the Jackie Cation interview, and then the song of the week is going to be from our friend Coleman Hell up there from Thunder Bay, Ontario. So stick around and have some fun. First there was Vanilla Coke. Then Pepsi jumped on the bandwagon with Pepsi Vanilla. And now, Pepsi is trying to rip off Coke in an even bigger way. Introducing Pepsi Coke. It's Pepsi with the flavor of Coke. Mmm, I haven't had Pepsi this good since the last time I had a Coke. That's because the can says Pepsi, but the taste says Coke. Wow, Pepsi Coke is awesome. See, some 20-something gulped it down and said it was awesome, so it's gotta be good. And it comes in every possible variety. There's Diet Pepsi Coke 1, Caffeine-Free Pepsi Coke, Caffeine-Free Diet Pepsi Coke, Cherry Pepsi Coke, Lemon Cherry Diet Pepsi Coke Blue, and Caffeine-Free Lemon Cherry Diet Pepsi Coke Blue with Caffeine. Wow, I had no idea the taste of all my favorite Pepsi flavors would taste better with a taste of Coke. Take the Pepsi Coke taste test today and see if you can tell if you're tasting Pepsi or Coke or both. Pepsi Coke. It's the Pepsi name you know with the taste of Coke you love. Tonight, it's the home remodeling program for the rest of us. It's HGTV's This House is Fine Just the Way It Is. Hello. Oh, your colors are great. Your furniture looks both stylish and comfortable. And I love the window treatment. This house is fine just the way it is. So long. This house is fine just the way it is on HGTV. Followed by, oh my God, what did you do to my living room? Jackie Cation is a comedian originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but she got her start in comedy in Minnesota with an old Minnesota crowd of comedians. And here now is our interview with Jackie Cation. All right, so super. Well, um, of course, we'll be recording this. Hello. We'll be, of course, be recording this for the podcast and for uh, City Pages as well. For what? Uh, okay. For what is? Uh, I guess uh, seems to be your annual visit to uh, Minneapolis. So do you go to Minneapolis and head over to Wisconsin to see family at this time of year, or how do you, how do you wind up in Minneapolis in December? You know, I go to Minneapolis at least. Well, uh, it's whenever whenever Lewis books me, as I say, thank you, Lewis, and uh, <laughs> and then. But he knows that I have I have family in Minneapolis, and um, this is the first year that it's back to back with. Uh, right after New Year's, I'm going to uh, Madison, Wisconsin, which is just an hour and, and change from my dad and my brother. So I'm going to get to see all kinds of family this year, which is exciting. Cool. I'm, I'm psyched. All right, and so yeah. So what's been? I think it's been about probably a year 
since we spoke. I know you toured a little bit with uh, Maria, but now she's busy with her show. I think last time we spoke, you had just uh, been on Marin, but it hadn't aired yet. And um, uh, Okay, and then right after that, I did a bit part on Maria's thing, Lady Dynamite, okay. on Netflix. Oh, nice. But they cut, all, they cut all my lines, but you can look at me. Sure, <laughs> I'm standing there oh, having geez. mugging. I'm... <laughs> I'm and that's fine. I, the show is, I don't know if you've got to see it, but Lady Dynamite, it's so layered. There's so many jokes and so many storylines that I, I certainly did not begrudge them uh, <laughs> cutting me because it was just, it was literally too much, I think. Yeah, I am. Um, so it just streamlined the show. Yeah, I need to uh, watch that when I can pay attention to it. I'm still behind on Marin and Mad Men. I don't have a lot of time to... Uh, to watch shows, unfortunately, so I usually end up watching like half of a Mad Men episode and falling asleep. So it's, it's oh a, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, and uh, there's just too much television. I, yes. yeah, I wouldn't. Sweat oh yeah. It, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think you are. So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, if, if my wife isn't watching it, it's hard to too because then I have to wait till she falls asleep and then put it on. She had no no time for Mad Men. Wouldn't watch Breaking Bad. Uh, but mm. she, she likes to watch Dance Moms. What does she enjoy? Dance Moms. Which I hate because What's that? okay, it's a show on Lifetime. It's about this dance studio in well, it was in Pittsburgh, and now they're in California. I don't know, reality show type thing. And I, I wouldn't mind it if it weren't for the fact that when oh, okay, she, when she about can't, dancing, yeah, kids dancing, and they're just a dance school, and you know, a lot of ego, oh. a lot of egos <laughs> involved, a lot of stage parents, that that sort of affair. And uh, when my wife can't yeah. sleep, of course, she'll put on her iPad and put it right next to my head. And then I have these women screaming in my ear at each other about their kids and dancing and things like that. So it's not a very pleasant experience wow, for me. It sounds like your communication skills with your marriage might need <laughs> more work than anything. <laughs> Honey, I love you. Seriously, you're killing me. Yeah, I know. I tell her. So, I, she just laughs. I go, yeah, I don't, I, it's hard to sleep with the dance mom screaming in my ear. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Very funny. No, seriously. But, uh, and then she uh, likes Project Runway, and the only part of Project Runway I like is uh, when Tim Gunn comes around and helps them and advises them on what they're making for that week's episode, because I like him a lot. He seems like a real genuine, nice guy, but the rest of it, I just, it's just yeah. boring to me. The, the drama of them, you know, sniping at each other, oh, I, I can design better than that, blah, 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 who cares? And when they go on the runway, I don't know okay. what's good or bad. But... Right? Yeah. Huh. So, I just bide my time until I can All watch right. 20 minutes of Mad Men. And doze off. Yeah. See, I don't have any interest in Mad Men or Breaking Bad either because um, uh, the world's on fire. So I don't need to watch the world <laughs> on fire on that's television. True. Well, yeah, that's the so, thing. Yeah. Um, I thought Breaking Bad was going to be like husband? that. But it really wasn't. Yeah, well, my... So you were saying uh, Andy, uh, is he in for those shows? Yeah. No, yeah, and he watches them. He he watches them, and I can just I um, yeah. It's all it's all gonna work out. So there's no reason for me. Like he he just watches them by himself. Okay, because uh, we enjoyed um, Friday Night Lights. We enjoyed a lot. Oh yeah, people love Friday Night Lights. Yeah yeah. Uh, Pardo got me into that. And, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah yeah, and uh, he's more of a baseball guy, but uh, as he's pointed out, the football is really secondary to the whole thing and, and the football parts are done well but it's you don't need to know anything about football at all i mean unfortunately of course haven't been on your podcast talking about football i do know a lot about football but right. you don't, don't need to um, you know plenty about football. you know plenty you yeah. didn't need to yeah nope fair enough just a basically a I, I, they call it a teen drama 
when you look it up on the Netflix, but I, I would say it's more of just a just a drama. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. The thing is, is 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 most of the stuff for teens is more more like they they treat teens more like adults than anybody. That's it's true. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, a good point. It's such an interesting. You're like, how about we? Everybody gets this uh, a, a decent sort of, you know, emotional, emotionally drawn. You know, I mean, that's that's what I want to. That's what I want to read and watch anyway. Is where there's some sort of real human interaction, and then maybe there, maybe there's a lesson. Maybe there isn't. Maybe the lesson is, is there's no lesson, man. That could be. Anyway. It's just entertainment. <laughs> so. So what else have you been up to in the past year? <laughs> um, well, I've been doing a lot of stand-up comedy, and I have a new podcast. Oh, that's right. Yes, with yeah. uh, Lori Kilmar, who's another stand-up comic. She's yes. for Conan. Yes. And um, it's entirely about stand-up comedy. You know, I have my original podcast called The Dork Forest. Yep. And this is uh, the 11th year we're going into here. Wow. And, um, and Dork Forest, we just, and you've been on it. It's We yeah. interview people about what they really like, and I usually don't know anything about the thing they're talking about, though sometimes I do. This week I did not. It but was this... with a, a comic from San Francisco named Bucky Sinister, and he is uh, really into Werner Herzog, who is a filmmaker. Okay, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, name. Everyone else knows that. Everyone else. Knows I, that I heard the name. I would. I wouldn't have known he was a filmmaker. I just I've heard the name probably from my friends that do like film. Right. But, um, but He's yeah. an amazing reference. Yes. So Jackie and Laurie show on Nerdist uh, Network is is literally just us sitting around for an hour talking about what sets we did and stand-up comedy and how we write and and uh, just bitching about that kind of thing. Uh, I'll have to check that out. I um, have fallen behind on my podcast because I used to have a, an over-an-hour commute to work, and then I switched jobs, and now I have literally a seven-minute commute to work. So it's very hard to get uh, podcasts in. And since I'm writing most of the day, I can't listen to them. Uh, I've really had to oh, think right, of it. Yeah, it's tough. You're thinking already. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I think um, well, the aforementioned Jimmy Pardo, big fan of the uh, Jackie and Lori show. He mentions it quite a bit on his show. Uh, yeah. And uh, and as far as the Dork Forest goes, it's, it's going really well. Everybody, everybody's on board. Oh, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, as far as the Dork Forest goes, you are really a, an unsung pioneer of podcasting because you have been doing it. That, Almost as long as anybody, really. As long as Pardo and yeah, uh, Mary. Uh, uh, the aforementioned Jimmy Pardo beat me by three months. Yeah. He's been doing it three months longer. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, it's, uh, some people care and some people don't. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that's the whole thing about podcasting, right? I mean, you find right. the people who like the show and then. And then it's for them, really. And if people, and if there are people who are like, mm, it's not what I'm looking for, <laughs> or they've never heard of it, like, I don't know. Like, I mentioned it. Like, the, the fact Jackie and Lori is on Nerdist had a built-in audience. Right. And I mentioned the Dork Forest, oh, I think as often as I can, I would huh. say. And, uh, <laughs> um, but the, because it's, its numbers popped because it's specifically about stand-up, and there's a lot right. of stand-up nerds out there. Yeah. Who, and there's a there's a lot of podcasters where where there's just a, two middle aged white dudes talking about stand up comedy, and this is a lateral move of two middle aged white ladies talking about stand up comedy. There you go. And uh, so it's not a step forward, but it is a it's a it's a lateral move. It's I a, would say it's a step to the side. So yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, the thing I've always said, we've mentioned this before, the great thing about the Dork Force is like, and I, I teach podcasting to kids on Saturday afternoons uh, throughout the year periodically. And I always tell them the rule that Graham Elwood always says is that, uh, you know, your, your podcast should be uh, about something. And if, it, if there's something you're interested in that there isn't a podcast about, that there, there's your podcast. And what's neat about yours is, is that it's about something, but it's also like it's both people that you may have heard of because you have a lot of you know comedians on there that I've heard of or have talked to myself. Yeah. And other times you have like those guys in Michigan that had the big train set that was modeled after the uh, a, a rail line in Indiana. Uh, and you right. Just visit. Yeah. So it's just it's just a, or, or me for example talking about football. It really runs the gamut between you know uh, workaday people yeah. as they say and it's everybody. Uh, yeah. It's all good. I just I just had Beverly D'Angelo on. Oh wow! And she's famous. You know, I think, yeah, and uh, I think that's in my queue. Yeah, I've, I've tried to save a couple of Dork Forests to listen to because even though I thinned the herd, I got rid of Mar- Bill Maher's show since the election's over. But um, well, some, sometimes when people are super famous, or I'm a big fan of them, the dorkdom is more me dorking out about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, because <laughs> pe- most people know Beverly D'Angelo, I think, or or it seems to be, they know her from Vacation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, know her from Hair. Oh. <laughs> the musical Hair. Oh, wow. She was in Hair. She was also played Patsy Cline in The Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh. And, uh, and she was Lurleen on uh, The Simpsons. That's right. She that wrote, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, begged, I, begged, I Begged Me a Homer. She wrote that song. Yeah. Oh, did she? I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm learning something new. You know yeah. It's-, it's a great episode. Yeah. That you know her from Hair and from Coal Miner's Daughter is odd to me because I think you and I are the same age, and I know her from Vacation primarily. And then you know, I I never I never saw Vacation. Oh my, you have to the see last it. Chevy Chase movie I saw was probably Fletch. It's uh, I couldn't I couldn't face it. Uh, I don't mind <laughs> Chevy Chase, but I but as I you know I was like no I get it. Well, and I don't. Uh, it's my least favorite kind of comedy where everyone's purposefully acting dumb. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I just I want to like it, and I know it's really well done. Well, but there's like there's scenes in like Bridesmaids that that scene where she's throwing up or she's pooping. Uh, there's scenes in The Hangover I can't possibly stand. Oh, God! I wasn't I wasn't made for for some of the sort of the broader. I like I I, I appreciate broader comedy than I ever have in my life, but. Yeah. But it's still not that broad. I'm still yeah. happy to my six-year-old bull. You know. Yeah. Expose. Yeah. The the weird thing about uh, boy, I feel like I'm talking to you like all the way like in Australia or something or in China. This 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 Skype connection shouldn't be so bad. I can't wait till I have to review it when we hang up. They always give you a little menu to say how was the call. Um, but anyway, the thing with Chevy Chase right. is. When it works, it works really well, and you get Vacation, and you get Fletch, which I think are good, or seems like old times. Well, that's, uh, I think that's based on a Neil Simon play. Uh, and then, or Foul Play is another good one. But other, more often than not, though, it's, yeah, it's built around, like you said, people purposefully being dumb, and there's not a lot of intelligence around it to support that, to, to counterbalance that. And then it's just, yeah... It, yeah, you get yeah that a lot. when I was a kid, I, I loved, <clears throat> I genuinely loved The Three Stooges and I Love Lucy. Um, but as I got older, I would watch I Love Lucy and The Three Stooges, and I'm like, these are not dumb people. Why are they getting into these horribly dumb scrapes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was, it, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. 
because that was the point. They were they were goofs, and it was because I do like physical comedy. Like uh, Abbott and Costello, they would get into dumb dumb things, but it felt like it felt more organic somehow. So <laughs> you know, like there's a, there's a movie called Two Weeks Notice with um, uh, that. Yeah. Grant and, and Sandra Bullock and uh, Sandra Bullock and. It is, she's dumb, he's dumb. It's a dumb romantic comedy, right? Yeah. And, uh, she has to poop in, in, a, in a traffic jam. And you're like, okay, why is that a thing? And, um, and, and as much as I love, I love all Paul Feig movies. And he did, you know, like he did uh, The Heat. And he did Spy. And he did the new Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right. And the new Ghost, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the old Ghostbusters, where there's a lot of throwing up of ghosts. Huh. And uh, <laughs> I could take, I could take like one. I think the Heat had this weird tracheotomy scene in it, and then, uh, and then Spy. I forget what the what the because there's always a bodily function. I just, I never think about bodily functions. Unless I'm no. having them, yeah. And if I'm having one, I'm not on stage. No. So I guess I don't ever write about bodily functions. Yeah. Well, when I, I also teach a comedy writing course, and I tell my students, you know, that's that stuff's been trod upon so many times that you can you can probably <clears> st- and and they're young though they've never heard this stuff before, so to them it's still fresh and right? funny. But I'm a 50 year old man, mm-hmm. and I don't need to be hearing that. You you know, of course, remember Andy Kindler's famous joke about the Three Stooges. What is it? He said, uh, I, I finally figured out why women don't like the Three Stooges. Because they're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they are, like, my favorite, my favorite, um, my, my favorite Three Stooges movie is one from the 60s. Oh. With Joe Mama Besser? Or? Uh, the Meet Hercules. Okay. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who the... Uh, oh. But it's literally all it is. It's first of all, it's in color. That's how old they are. Yeah. And <laughs> so, and it's and it's more a story about this nerd who becomes uh, a he-man than anything else. So, um, I my phone keeps ringing, which yes. doesn't make any sense. That rings during your podcast too often. I noticed when you're recording. There I know it. In, I know it. But I, what I usually do is I unplug it now during my podcast, for I've. Eleven years later, learned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that might be a good idea. But clearly, yeah. It's um, but the um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. So this this year in in like the last album I did, I also did a DVD. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. I did a special. Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago when we talked because it will it will be three years since my last album and and it, my first DVD is called. Um, this will make an excellent Horcrux. Yes. Well, so I'm recording a new album at Acne for New Year's week. Nice. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing at Acne this this time. It's uh, it'll be great. It's a uh, it's a New Year's Eve show at the end of the week, so that should make for some hilarious bonus tracks. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> people are sometimes out of their minds. They are. Um, and, I. Uh... Uh, I um I think I spoke to you since your uh, brilliant Conan appearance, uh, but if I haven't, I should tell you again that you smashed it, as the uh, British say. 
That was just some brilliant, brilliant stuff. The, uh, the, oh, the, good, thanks, the, man. The, the frozen food Eddie, section. The frozen food section bit, a, a, a trophy case of oh, uh, American right. imperialism. Oh, my God, what a hilarious line. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's on the new album. Come oh, great. Come on out, folks. Awesome, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because there's, um, I think, um, yeah, I think that there's, there's, uh, there's plenty of, yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty of new stuff. I mean, it's been three years, so hopefully yeah, yeah. I have written. Uh, the only weird thing is, is, is I have a, a weird 12-minute chunk that I'm working on that may or may not be able to... I mean, I'll probably work it in, and we'll see yeah. if, it, if it plays. It's, you know, it's just dark, and it's about my dad oh. kind of being a salesman and taking advantage of people. Oh, and Yeah, and some guy came up to me about two months ago and said, so your Trump is like your dad. Your dad is like Trump. And I said, did you want to get punched in the throat? Uh, I love my father. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and here's how I know that, and Maria, of course, was hilarious, Bamford. She was like, well, maybe if you could figure out how to love your, your dad through this material, we could figure out how to love Trump. And I was like, no, no, too soon, too soon. Oh, my God. And, uh, and uh, but because here's how I know that my father and Donald Trump are nothing alike, and that's not entirely true because they are both salesmen and they both will pitch to the person in front of them. Yes. Um, is that I have four brothers, and none of them are creeps. So I don't know huh. if you've seen Ixnay and Uday. Oh my god! But those two those two guys are creeps. <laughs> and that little boy, you put pomade in a ten year old boy's hair, you're creating a creep. We're watching the creation of a creep right in front of us. And uh, I'm like, dude, I can't. Anyway, so I don't know what will happen with those 12 minutes, but I love my father. And uh, I will figure out how to, how, to, how to work it in. All right, cool. Well, you still have, what, uh, well, a couple of weeks to go. So you're working on it around L.A. before you bring it to Minneapolis? Well, I just did, I just did a run up on, in San Francisco and Northern California uh, just to run the hour, you know, just to run yeah. it and see what it sounds like and try to get a good order and stuff. So um, I don't go on the road again um, until I do the, do the week. So, but that's okay to some extent because then it can sort of remain fresh. Yeah, exactly. And, and it can come from a sort of a happier place. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, yeah. And then the week after... The week after I record that album, I'm doing Madison, uh, a comedy on state, which is in Madison, Wisconsin. You're very famous. Another amazing club. It's a great club. Yeah. And it's my home. It's, it's where I went to college. So. Oh, that's right. I'm pretty psyched about going there, even if it is January. Yes. Huh. And uh, um, I think, yeah, so, but then I could just do and I can go some of my like one of my favorite jokes I think that I've ever written, and I don't know is this allowed? Could I say my own favorite joke of mine? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's a the spooky reading girl joke is my favorite joke, and it's a joke about um, how much I used to read in junior high and how uh, I uh, and how and how it goes, you know. Okay. So yeah, right. it's it's a it's a fun it's on whole. It's on Horcrux, but it okay. is genuinely one of my favorite jokes of all oh, time. Oh, cool. All right. Incentive for people which, to check which out Which people can listen to for free on Spotify and Pandora, and even YouTube, I think, has the album up by track okay. from the distributor. Huh. Yeah. All right. So t- t- taking money out of your pocket every which way. 
Right, right. I think, uh, but I think the distributor has an ad. Okay. Campaign that goes with it, and so I think I get some of that revenue. It's the same. I think I get like pennies on every time it's played on Pandora and XM, and and everybody sends me that money, so I appreciate it. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> so, so you, yeah, you're getting mailbox money in some small way. Yes, and I'll take it. It's all cool. good. All right. Well, uh, as always, a good conversation, ma'am. Uh, and we'll have this in the paper there. Uh, in print and online, uh, in City Pages. The, this episode will probably drop Sunday. Yeah. Because I don't have any in the queue, so I, I need one for Sunday, so that'll work out. And then, um, Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, any plans for coming to Cincinnati? I know you were here, you did a theater here a couple of years ago. Right, right. I think I did, what was the old improv at the time, or Funny Bone or something. That was, that was before, I That think. was the last. No, I think you oh, were did here. I come with more... The red, you did the, Maria? You did the Redmore. Uh, it was in uh, uh, the neighborhood next to the township I live in called Mount Lookout. And I think somebody called me and asked me to suggest a feature because you weren't bringing a feature or something. And I suggested our friend Kelly Collette, but then I think you ended up bringing a feature, and then Kelly wound up opening for somebody else uh, uh, at the Taft. Maybe. Uh, oh, was it a small venue? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a small I, theater. Oh, I think that's a Natalie... Okay, it's a Natalie Heflin gig, I think. Natalie Heflin? That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's great. But, uh, yeah, uh, the only other the only time I come, I think, is if I open for Regan or Maria. Uh, okay. And or if, if Natalie figures it out again. And uh, okay. God love her. I love that because she does come up with some gigs for me sometimes that are they're always fun. Yeah. We just had Natalie we just had Regan here uh, a couple of months ago, but I reckon uh, if you weren't with him, uh, Kermit Apio probably was because he's uh... Kurt. Well, Kermit Apio and then Joe Zimmerman and oh yeah, um, and then he, I think he got a couple other new, newer comics too to open for him. He's so supportive. He's yes. Just yes. Yes. He picks comics and he's like yeah and he lets you do like 15 20 in front of him so the audience gets a real feeling of what kind of stand-up you do it's yeah. kind of neat yeah he's a he's a good guy he's a good egg all right he's yeah. a good egg. <laughs> yeah we had discussion last time yeah. some of the jackieisms have worked their way into our family lexicon good egg uh sit down like christians and enjoy a coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> like christians have them bring us coffee Exa- exactly yeah. um right Terrific. Yeah, and so are you Are you reading Bitch Planet at all? Are you reading Paper Girls? No, I'm not reading anything. Re- what, I have like four you, books You're not reading started. any comics? No, no, oh, no. Oh, fair no, enough. No, no comics. I was never a comic well, guy. I, I've, I, I read like science fiction books, but mostly Star Trek, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica. Maybe a little Planet Oh, right, right. Yeah, have, yeah. You seen, have you seen Arrival? I hear Arrival's pretty amazing. No, we are going to see Rogue One, though, Friday. My daughter is excited. Lizzie's the big, she's the big Do Star we? Wars person. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. And I saw Doctor Strange a couple of times, so that was fun. Okay. Um, yeah, they did a nice job with it. It's uh, And you don't have to know anything about Doctor Strange, cause, uh, mostly because no one does. Yeah. I, and <laughs> so they had, to, they had to come from that angle. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, excellent recommendation. And uh, I guess like, well, hopefully we'll see you either here featuring for one of our friends or uh, you maybe get into the Go Bananas or something. We'll get, we'll get something sorted. Right on. 
thanks again to Jackie Cation for being on the show. You can catch Jackie in Minneapolis up there at the Acme Comedy Company in the run-up to New Year's Eve. She starts the 27th there, which is uh, Tuesday, and she'll be doing the big New Year's Eve show, of course, recording her album there. I guess she, it says here she's recording during all those times, so she'll probably edit together you know, the best bits from that, and uh, you can have your laughs preserved for posterity. The following week, January 5th through 7th, she is at uh, State Street Comedy in Madison. I thought, it was, I thought that was called Comedy on State in Madison. Anyway, she'll be in Madison January 5th through the 7th, and then doing some work for the aforementioned Brian Regan, uh, January 11th and 12th. So do look for that. Oh, and then opening for Maria, uh, Saturday the 14th in San Diego. So just go to JackieCation.com to find out all the information you need about Jackie Cation. Definitely going to forego the uh, credits, not up to it, but we are going to go to our song of the week from our buddy Coleman Hell. We interviewed him back over the summer when he was at Bunbury. We played his one song, Two Heads. That was a song of the week previously. And uh, this is a new one. This is His whole album is out now. It just came out uh, about two months ago on October 14th. And uh, this track is called Fireproof. And boy, this is really, uh, you know, for people not knowing who this guy was at Bunbury, he really uh, he really got the crowd fired up. So uh, this will be our song of the week this week. It's Fireproof from Coleman Hell. PF's tape recorder, so long, and thanks for listening. Did you know, me and you, must be fireproof with all the hell that we've been through When all our loving last its turn, learn to make shelter out in the storm Yeah, made it out, of the cold 